Welcome in, everybody. You are watching Locked On Game to Game NHL, local experts going over the biggest stories on the ice. I'm your host, Daniela Bruce, and thank you for making Locked On your first listen every weekday. The Hurricanes had to fend off the Jets last night, but never trailed against Winnipeg. After falling short in Carolina, Locked On Jets has the recap. Let's be honest. Did anyone really think the Jets were going to pull off a victory in Carolina against the Carolina Hurricanes, even missing Andres Vechnikov? Well, after a swept set of games against the Florida Panthers and Tampa Bay Lightning over this past weekend, hopes did in fact spring eternal. But unfortunately, due to an absentee performance from Winnipeg's top line, some not-so-great goaltending from David Riddick, and some very poor defensive work from a couple of the pairings in tonight's game, the Jets ended up falling to the Carolina Hurricanes 4-3. It felt like a game in which the Jets at times really could have won. I mean, Winnipeg was very much uh, there effort-wise for a lot of the lines that weren't the first line. It was just a number of mental errors and poor plays that cost the Jets in what could have been a really big two points. We'll dive into this game on tomorrow's episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets, so be sure to like, follow, and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform of choice. My name is Harrison Lee. I'll see you there. Thanks for subscribing, and as always, go Jets go. The Capitals fell behind early to the Rangers and couldn't crawl their way back into things the rest of the way. Locked on Capitals looks at the loss for Washington. Washington Capitals fall to the New York Rangers by a score of 5-3. to three. Hi, this is Dan Holmey of Locked On Capitals. Well, the Caps had a slow start. They tried to stage a comeback in the third period. It ultimately wasn't enough as Alex Ovechkin, who's out with a lower body injury, and Sonny Milano with a non-COVID-related illness were out of the lineup and not able to help the team. They're now 0-6-0 this season without Ovi, who missed the game with that lower body injury. Lavulette didn't have an update on whether Ovi or Milano would be back in the lineup tomorrow night against Buffalo. He says, I have no idea, he said. Whatever our lineup is, it's got to be ready, and the Capitals were not ready tonight. As a young and up-and-coming Rangers team got the best of them, you're starting to see the Tarasenko and the Kane deals really pay dividends for that Rangers team. The Caps hope to get back into the win column tomorrow as they take on the Buffalo Sabres. Keep it locked to lock on Capitals, and I will have you updated on all the news with your Washington Capitals. Locked on Capitals, your team every day. A three-goal second period pushed the lightning past the Devils on Tuesday night, and our Locked on Devils host recaps the defeat for New Jersey. What's up? This is Trey Matthews of Locked on Devils, and here is my post-game reaction. So, the New Jersey Devils lost a horrific game to the Tampa Bay Lightning by a score of 4-1. to one. Now, here's where things went south for the Devils. So, they were up one to nothing to begin the game, and then Ryan Graves was able to score, and supposedly it was going to be a 2-0 game in favor of the Devils. However, referees called goalie interference on Tomas Shatar. It was a pretty questionable call, but nonetheless, that negated the goal for Ryan Graves, and that gave the momentum to the Tampa Bay Lightning as they were able to score four unanswered goals, and the Devils just basically had no answer throughout the rest of the game. And that really shook the New Jersey Devils' momentum and also confidence. Now, the New Jersey Devils have to play the Tampa Bay Lightning a few more times in a short day span. So we'll see what happens during their next few matchups, but not a good start to the mini series that they have against the Lightning. So the Devils really got to pull themselves up by the bootstraps and not let their confidence get shaken the rest of the way, especially with the playoffs right around the corner. The Flyers led at home and fell at home to the Golden Knights. Locked on Flyers tells us what plagued Philly in the loss. 
Well, the comeback fell short, but we got a goal of the year from who else but Nick Sealer. Hi, I'm Rachel Donner with your Locked On Flyers. Quick reaction to the Flyers' 5-3 to three loss to the Vegas Golden Knights. The big issues in this one are problems the Flyers have had all season long. That's lack of finish and special teams. The fight was there, as were the shots and scoring chances. In fact, the Flyers were up on Vegas in underlying numbers, but the lack of ability to actually score kept them out of it until late, including that spectacular Nick Sealer goal. But they couldn't capitalize on some strong possession time, including some time with the empty net. In the meantime, the Flyers took a couple bad penalties. Vegas was able to score on two of four power plays, and the Flyers couldn't get at least one of their two power plays, and that was more than enough to make the difference. For more on this game and the Flyers all season long, tune in to the Locked on Flyers podcast. What's up, Golden Knights fam? Chris Golick, Locked on Vegas Golden Knights with Allie and Christopher. The Golden Knights win 5-3 to three with a remarkable road trip, getting four of a possible eight points. They end on a four-game winning streak. Awesome performance tonight. Barbashev, Bluger, Jonathan Quick, the newest acquisitions, anchored the victory, multiple power play goals, another shorthanded goal. It is all coming together for the BG as they come back home for a pair of games against Cal, Gary, and the Columbus Blue Jackets. For everything Vegas Golden Knights hockey, please check out the Lockdown Podcast anywhere you get your podcast and on YouTube. Go, Knights, go! The Predators picked up a low-scoring win in Nashville over the Red Wings, holding Detroit to a single goal in their 2-1 win. Lockdown hosts from both sides go over the final. The Detroit Red Wings, Scotty, fall 2-1 to one to the Nashville Predators at Bridgestone Arena. Red Wings dominated pretty much every facet of the stat sheet, but Nashville Predators playing real smart defense in the defensive zone, and then you got goalied again. I, that's that's what it comes down to in this one, and they fall 2-1. to one. Yeah, I mean, pretty much. You, you got opportunities. You outshot them pretty comfortably. Um, but it, it was a quality versus quantity thing on the shots that you did attempt side of things. And then, yeah, you're just going up against one of the best goaltenders in the National Hockey League. And uh, we find ourselves on the on the losing side. It just seems like every game, it's, it's either like you get outplayed, but like sometimes you win or you outplay them and sometimes you lose. It's just hockey will hockey. That's that's good summarization of it. Hockey will hockey, and it felt like that in today's yeah. game as Red Wings play really well, but ultimately are the losers. Well, the Nashville Predators were sellers of the trade deadline, and now somehow, someway, they mathematically control their own playoff fates. Nick Morgan here from the Locked on Predators podcast. Preds beat the Red Wings 2-1 to one in a, what was an absolute mess of a game. There were 32 combined giveaways in this game, the Preds managed just 16 shots on goal. Red Wings managed almost 30, but a lot of them were from the outside. There's just a lot of just chaotic stuff happening in this matchup. But the Predators managed to find a couple of plays to get the lead, and UC Soros helped close the door. And like we said, the Nashville Predators, they're still in it, folks. You cannot count them out of this playoff race 
just yet. Are they going to finish down the stretch and will their way into the playoffs? Can't say for sure. A lot of these recent wins don't exactly look great, but I will say if you are a fan of the Nashville Predators and you like following a lot of these younger players that are starting to find their way into the lineup post-trade deadline, you have to like their ability to pull out some random wins here in the past few weeks. Coming up, the Oilers put up six goals against the Senators. This is Locked On Game to Game NHL. The midway point of the NBA season is here, and now's the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Don't miss out on your chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Again, that's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Welcome back to Locked On Game to Game NHL. I'm your host, Daniela Bruce, and thank you for making Locked On your first listen every weekday. The Edmonton Oilers scored six goals to take care of the Ottawa Senators in Edmonton on Tuesday night, and Leon Dreisaitl hit 100 points in the win. Locked On Oilers is in with more. The Edmonton Oilers double up the Ottawa Senators as it's the Germans who take the lead in Edmonton. Hi, my name is Brett Holden from Locked On Oilers. And out of the nine goals scored in the 6-3 thriller in Edmonton, four of them were scored by a German-born player. Two from Timmy Stutzla and two from the Edmonton Oilers' own Leon Dreisaitl as he brings his season point total up to 100, making him the second player in the NHL this year with 100 points. The only other player... Connor McDavid, who gets his 129th point this year in this game, a goal and an assist. He has the most amount of single season points since the 2005 lockout. Now, it wasn't just the usual suspects getting into this one. As some of the new faces also getting on the score sheet, Nick Bukestad, as we may as well call him, buzzer beating Bukestad, scores at the buzzer in the second period with an assist from Matias Ekholm. That is his third assist as an Edmonton Oiler and his fourth point, but it didn't stop there. Ryan Nugent Hopkins with his 31st goal of the year and Derek Ryan also three goals away from his career high. Warren Fogle also chipping in on the action with two assists of his own, but it couldn't have been done without Stuart Skinner backstopping the Oilers to this victory. 29 saves on 32 shots and nine saves on the penalty kill, excuse me, bringing the Edmonton Oilers record to 37-23-8 on the year, and they look to improve on that record as the Dallas Stars come into town on Thursday for a 7 o'clock puck drop at Rogers Place. The Blue Jackets traveled to San Jose to face the Sharks last night, and our Locked On Blue Jackets and our Locked On Sharks hosts tell us how things played out on the West Coast. The Blue Jackets make it hard on themselves, but they do finally pull out the win, even if it is in overtime. Jay Foster locked on Blue Jackets here. Blue Jackets win 6-5, breaking their four-game losing streak uh, with an overtime winner from Johnny Gaudreau. Johnny Hockey had a five-point night. Uh, Daniil Tarasov looked pretty good in his return from injury. And uh, this was a really stupid game, guys. Like, that's kind of all I have, my, my analysis for this game. It was just real stupid. And uh, we'll talk about it on tomorrow's episode of Locked on Blue Jackets. 
The Sharks win the Bedard Bowl by falling to Columbus in overtime. I'm J.D. Young of Locked on Sharks, and the Sharks lose 6-5 to five in overtime in one of the most entertaining games of the season. Um, William Eklund scores his first career NHL goal. Uh, Sharks crawl back in this game. They were down 5-3 to three at one point, tie it up. Um, but then in a game where everybody scored goals, Johnny Gaudreau uh, scores his second night in overtime. Um, this was a game, an entertaining game between two of the worst teams in the NHL uh, with plenty of golden opportunities, poor goaltending on both sides, and just a super fun game. But now the Sharks are only two points behind Columbus for the number one spot in the uh, Tankathon standing. So we'll have a full breakdown of tonight's game on your next episode of Locked on Sharks, wherever you get podcasts. That's going to do it for this edition of Locked On Game to Game. Thank you so much for making Locked On your first to listen every single weekday. Make sure you subscribe to Locked On NHL and, of course, your team's Locked On podcast. You can subscribe on YouTube and anywhere you get your podcasts. I'm Daniela Bruce, and this has been Locked On Game to Game.